0: Have you ever shit your pants, honey?
1: No, I've never shit my pants. I peed my pants.
0: <laughs> Welcome to... Hey, did you ever see that movie? I'm your host, Dez, And as always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Dylan. A uh, vida sin, asshole. Ah, yes. And joining us again, the podcaster with a thousand potions, Mickey.
2: Also, Fight Club, female <laughs> Fight Club. We grease up. Surprise! We beat the shit out of her.
0: What could go wrong? <laughs> this week, we will be discussing the 2000 comedy romance Bridesmaids, directed by Paul Fagg, written by Christine Wieg, and Paul Fagg. <laughs> <laughs> Just go! <laughs> Come on, guys, give me a break. I'm giving it my all this week. The movie stars Christina Wig, Melissa McCarthy, Mia Rudolph. As always, this podcast will contain spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie, go watch it, then come back and listen to the podcast. And now it's time for another installment of Disaster Peace Theater. So sit back and enjoy the show. Welcome to Disaster Peace Theatre, where me and my two co-hosts will have out one scene from the movie that we are reviewing for you this evening. So please, sit back, grab some popcorn, and enjoy the show. Quiet on the set! Camera speed, sound production, take
1: one.
0: the Honeymooners, with the stars Art Carney, Audrey Meadows, and Joyce Randolph.
2: Hey there, wealthy boy. I've been thinking, <laughs> you need to start paying rent. You've been here long enough. The three of us live here. It's not fair for me to be paying half. We split it three ways. What do you say? Well, it can't work. He's on a tourist visa.
0: Norton, old buddy, old pal. Maybe you'd like me to drop my trousers down to my thick, hairy ankles and let you put your American sausage into my English egg McMuffin to pay my share of the rent. What do you think, pal?
2: I don't even know what you're talking about anymore. You have to leave.
0: Sorry, got to get excited. <laughs> now it's time oh, for Dez's four and one fun fact facts, <laughs> where it'll be up to my two co-hosts to decide which fact is total bullshit. Whew, let me catch my breath. Here we go. <laughs> fact number one: Rebel Wilson. And Matt Lucas were actually roommates in real life. Number two. This was Kristen Wiig's first leading role. Number three. Maya Rudolph was pregnant during the shooting of this film. Number four. The house exterior for the bridal shower is the same house used in Scary Movie 2. And number five. Wendy McMlendon Covey <laughs> actually vomited in the dress fitting scene, causing Ellie Kemper to also vomit. Though the scene was reshot with fake vomit made of oatmeal, director Paul Fagg insisted on using the real vomit scene in the movie. Mickey, which of the five facts do you think is total bullshit?
2: Um, what's total bullshit? Kristen, this was not Kristen Wiig's first movie role.
0: Okay. And, Dillon, which do you think is total bullshit? Uh,
2: Number five, The Vomit.
0: Oh, okay. So, Dillon, you got it. That was actually the fake fact. This was, in fact, Kristen Wiig's first leading role.
2: Oh, leading role? Fuck me. (laughs) Uh.
0: With a budget of $32.5 million and a box office gross of $306 wow. million, this was a smash success. Was there a part two?
1: I don't think so. Uh,
0: no. Hmm. I guess part two was probably the hangover, right? <laughs>
1: Well, the funny thing is, is that I was going to say at one point, like, "Geez, I kind of wish they had made it to Las Vegas because I bet there would have been a whole t- bunch of shenanigans that could have happened in Vegas." Then I was like, "Oh, but then it would be the Hangover." So. Right.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think that comparison's actually been made.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Um. So you guys have both obviously seen this movie before.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah, I have, I have too. It's been a long time though. I I don't think I've seen it in probably like two years, maybe.
2: Yeah, and, it's been a uh, while since I, I watched um, it. Um, I actually quote this movie weekly with Tony. I was gonna say from my my little opening thing. I was gonna say, "Is there a hungry bear anywhere?"
1: We were crying, laughing during that.
0: <laughs> now we watched the um, the what what the uncensored, uncut
1: version. Yes. The yeah. Version.
0: So is that bear scene with the sandwich is that in the normal it one?
1: It is, but it only gets to where she's chewing the sandwich on his belly. It doesn't go past that to the okay. scenes that we saw where he she's like chewing on his nipples and he's going that's too hard. That's too okay. hard. Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, I I thought they were I thought they were great together in this um in this movie. Much better than they were in The Heat together. I mean, he yeah. had a better role, I think. Just, you know, Air Marshal John was fucking uh, great. Yeah. Uh, um and yeah, like I said, I hadn't seen this in a couple of years, and I've probably only seen the movie maybe, i say maybe five times or something, and I remembered it being very, very funny, and it was very funny, but it was different than I remembered it, and we'll get into it. So go ahead. Give us the uh, synopsis. Oh,
1: I don't have a synopsis.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. I'll give you a synopsis then. Uh... Crazy, deranged woman uh, on the edge of having a spray paint huffing addiction uh, (laughs) ruins her friend's wedding, potentially. that works. Okay.
1: Potentially.
0: Uh, Yeah, so go ahead. Let's do it.
1: All right, let's get into it. (laughs) Annie Walker, played by Kristen Wiig, is a single woman in her mid-30s living in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. After her boyfriend left, her bakery failed and she lost her savings. Now she works in a jewelry store selling engagement rings poorly. Although her flaky mother, played by Jill Clayburgh, encourages her to return home, Annie rents a bedroom from a British immigrant, Gil, played by Matt Lucas, and his lazy, overweight sister, Brynn, played by Reba Wilson. She has a sexual, no-strings-attached relationship with the self-absorbed Ted, played by John Hamm, but hopes for something more from him. Only her relationship with Lillian Donovan played by Milo Rudolph keeps her sane. So I get a huge kick out of the cameo by Terry Crews here when they're working out in the um in the park.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs>
1: it gives me a charge. He's like he's like it's only $12. We're
2: on a budget.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that guy that plays um I don't remember what was his name, Reggie or something. <laughs> he was funny. Um so this movie reminded me of another movie and it's kind of weird. So I remember this movie being like really fun, really funny. I remembered, um, you know, Christine Wig being, uh, whatever her fucking name is, being funny. (laughs) But when I watched it this time, it had notes of a movie that I had seen before called, I think it's called Citizen Ruth. Is that right?
1: I have no idea. I've never seen Citizen Ruth. I
0: don't know. I don't know. It's about some woman that's like a completely fucked up drug addict, and her life is just going down the toilet. And this reminded me of that. like this is this character is very, very dark. Um you take the rest of the cast out and replace it with a few more people and tweak the storyline. And this is a very different movie,
1: I mean, honestly, it's kind of a dark comedy, yeah, you know, oh,
0: totally. yeah she's you know, some issues yeah. yeah, big time. Uh, she's not a likable character. Um, and, and no. her character growth throughout the movie is like zero. She, I know at the end they're going to try and like make us like her, but I still don't. We'll get there. Um, you know, Ted is my hero. <laughs> Let's keep going. Oh God, that's <laughs> terrible. Don't say no, that. I'm joking. But, but the, but the bottom, the bottom line is, is, you know, you want us to hate Ted. So we'll, we'll start here. So, they have this opening scene. It's a sex scene. And then she's like, you know, in the morning, like, ah, uh, and we're supposed to feel bad for her because she loves Ted. But really, I mean, what is oh, there to but love?
1: I, I disagree. She doesn't love Ted. She doesn't love Ted. She's just looking for something and doesn't know That's what she's killer. looking for. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But we're supposed to feel like Ted's this bad guy because he just is treating her like a booty call. But she is like undateable. I mean, this woman is a fucking dumpster fire. No, she this is, is true. This is she, fair. She is yeah. undateable. She's she's a complete psychopath. And this has nothing to do with uh, Ted. Because we're going to see, even if you set her up with the greatest guy in the world, she's still undateable because she's not a good person. Okay. I
2: think she I mean, just has some demons. She's kind of a hot mess. And I think, I think what they... I don't even know if they even intended to do it but she she never really healed from all the bullshit that happened with the bakery and the boyfriend and all that stuff and then Yeah,
1: it sounds like she loses the bakery and the boyfriend roughly in the same time. Yeah. The bakery doesn't work out cuz the recession hits, he leaves her and she's and is left holding a bag of nothing. And <laughs>
0: Yeah, totally. But, you know, this character has proved that she's not a good girlfriend. She's not a good booty call. She's not a good friend because she's selfish and she's not ever happy for her friends having good things happening. She's just like this miserable black hole of fucking wow. selfishness wow so, so who knows why she lost her boyfriend she probably lost her boyfriend because she's a fucking asshole and she probably lost her bakery wow. because she has no moral compass and she has no uh drive to do anything she's just this lazy moron sorry That's kind of hard. wow yeah, yeah i didn't you're like really,
1: you're really out of pocket at this point it's like i didn't like, to say, I this didn't poor like the girl well, I understand that, but the girl has been through a lot. You have to understand that there's trauma involved with that, and she's w- trying to work through it. And unfortunately, nothing in her life is helping her do that. She's making more mistakes, unfortunately.
0: So right. let's say that and we I'm get- And I'm not
1: saying she's likable. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just trying to say, I don't know if I can blame everything on her just being an asshole, like you're well, saying.
0: Let's say we get five minutes with the boyfriend that owned the bakery with her, Right. This guy put all this money he had into the world to open this bakery with his girlfriend, right? And then he finds out later that she's like this lazy spray paint huffing maniac. And, uh, you know, she's, she's been cheating. Been, I don't think she, she was. She's been cheating on him with Ted. And, not, uh, and that's why they broke up. And she like, you know, stop, you're
2: you're, know. you're you're, you're making shit you're up writing a whole other
0: movie. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> what are your guys' thoughts on these can opening talk, scenes? Can
1: can we talk about Bryn and the tattoo? Oh
0: my god! Oh, and the bag that... of
1: peas.
2: It's a Mexican drinking web.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she
2: says, "Put a bag of peas
1: on it," and she opens up the bag of peas. And as they're talking behind, you just hear the peas hitting the floor.
0: So, what's great about this character is. She wasn't even supposed to... They, this character wasn't supposed to exist. So, um, originally, it was supposed to be... Um, it was supposed to be Annie living with just the guy. Mm-hmm. But... Um, what's her name? They're, uh, Rebel Wilson. Rebel, yeah, Rebel Wilson actually went in. She wanted the part of um, Megan, but didn't get it. They gave it to L- Melissa McCarthy. But they liked... Um, Rebels so much they wrote this character in for her so she could be in the movie, and thank God they did because yeah. it's a great character. It's yeah. fucking phenomenal. Um, and John Hamm uh, didn't take a credit in the movie. You'll notice he's not not mentioned anywhere because um, he thought it might hurt the movie. So for whatever reason, there's no mention of John Hamm being in this movie.
2: Oh,
1: that's interesting.
0: Yeah, and I thought he was great. I mean, you yeah, know. Yeah, he's a straight shooter.
2: Cheese ball, well. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: yeah, the... the. I don't want to seem like an asshole, but I really want you to leave. It's like, whoa. Okay, so... I mean, he's being honest. Let's give him that. Yes. He's being honest, but... So,
0: from a woman's perspective, have either of you had a hookup, and then in the morning you just want to disappear? Like, whether you're at their house... But I guess this question would more be if uh, they were at your house. So yes. this guy or girl in my case shows up at your house, you know, you, you hook up and you're like, yeah, maybe it wasn't a great idea to do, but you did. And then like the sun comes up and you're like, fuck, fuck I want this person to go away and never come back. Have uh, <laughs> you ever been in that position? And how absurd was the excuse you gave to get them out?
2: Um, I don't know if I've, uh, I don't, know they have actually been at my house i've been at other houses when i'm like i gotta go
1: like <laughs> yeah i was gonna say the same thing i'm new i've never had anyone at my place and it's just been like oh this has been fun bye
0: <laughs> i had a um an incident and it's gonna be real quick so uh, a girl from the north shore had come down to the south shore it was a last moment type booty call thing Stayed the night. The next morning, it's like either Saturday or Sunday morning, like very early. Like sun had just cracked, first bird had whistled, and I was like, "I gotta to go to work." <laughs> and <laughs> the girl was like, "In the morning, I'm like, yeah, like I gotta go." So I actually went through the trouble of getting dressed. She drove. I drove next to her on the highway, and right where the Braintree split is, where the mall is, so you could Braintree malls to the right, and you go to the left to go back to Boston. She went left. I went right, turned around, and went home. <laughs> yeah, never heard wow. from me again. Yeah, so it that happens. Outrageous. But hey, I think that was more polite to being like, I I don't know how to say this without being a jerk, but get out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I
1: just, I have to c- commend your commitment to the story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's, that's, a, it was true. I actually got up and, and went for the ride. That's oh, hilarious. God. Um, so, we see her bakery is closed, right? That's that's already happened? Yes. Okay. Yes. So my question is this. She's obviously a very talented baker. And I have a couple of questions here. So why would she get a job in a jewelry store that she hates and not, like, get a job baking somewhere? That would be because my first question. Because baking
1: breaks her heart and she doesn't want to do it. That's okay. why she gets so mad later And when uh, Rhodes tries to get her to, get to bake. She's like, okay. I don't want to do that anymore. Right. And, you know?
2: Because she, she feels like it's... That's almost like saying, you know, I was a chef at a five star restaurant and now you want me to work at iHop. You know what I mean? Like it's I think it's yeah, kind of similar yeah. to that. Like
0: That makes sense. Makes sense.
2: Can I just say, by the way, how friggin' awesome it was they opened the movie with Ripper to Shreds by Blondie?
0: Oh, right. Right? And then they closed it. with some a great, great music song. in this movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's some great music in this movie in general. Um
2: but yeah, I think I, I think, you know, she doesn't she didn't get a job baking because she, you know, I think it, it they don't really say how, how recent all this was. I'm assuming it was very recent that she lost her boyfriend in her bakery and all her money. Um, so I think maybe it just, you know, it's, it's like Dylan said, it's too painful. She can't,
0: she now,
2: can't do it. Right.
1: Yeah. Think about this. If you had a dream, something that you wanted more than anything and you got it and you were doing it and then it failed, like you, the last thing you'd want to
0: do is that thing. See, yeah. I feel like you guys thought I was being too harsh on this character, but one thing I noticed throughout and I I did suspend my um my judgment until the end of the movie till I watched the whole thing cuz I had this this kind of like growing on me the whole time. But every time part of her life fails during this movie, it's because she is acting irresponsibly or selfishly. Every single time. Right. And I just can't help but to feel like she lost her boyfriend and her bakery because she was just doing the wrong thing. I mean, it's, it's like possible.
1: You, we don't know. You're that, like, this is an yeah. assumption. No, it is but an I assumption. Can, it's, yeah, it's an assumption, but it's, it's an assumption you're making based on how you're seeing her act in the movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, every time her she blows something up, it's her fault. She's being irresponsible or selfish. So I just have yeah. to ask myself, you know, was it this guy's fault? And why did the bakery close if she was making such fucking amazing pastries? I mean, even the cop was going there and being like, your fucking trumpets are delicious.
2: Did they, uh. did they say why it closed? I forget.
1: She said because she opened a bakery right before a recession or during a recession. Oh, okay. So basically like she just wasn't doing enough business, even though she was doing great work. She just yeah. wasn't making ends meet.
0: Right. Yeah. So she makes that amazing that cupcake. Happen. She she makes that beautiful cupcake. And I felt like they, the director or the writer missed an opportunity here. Um, Like for instance, at these different little uh, parties and get togethers they have, I feel like, Annie could have been bringing these amazing pastries she was making, like these cupcakes. And, you know, she could have been like, I want to make the wedding cake. I can just make something fucking amazing. And, you know. She was barely holding
1: it together. So how do you make a wedding cake when you're barely holding it together?
0: I don't know. I feel like she she still could have brought that talent to the table and been like. I mean,
1: I agree. Because if I had a friend who made amazing cakes and I was getting married, I'd be like, you're making the cake, right? Right.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And. Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, I was just gonna say, and so like I kept, I definitely did think at some point during the movie, I was like, wow, I can't believe she didn't even make the cake. But then it's like a by that point, she's already out of the wedding party and disinvited to the wedding.
0: So yeah, and like when they go to the um the shower and <clears throat> Annie brings the box like with all the stupid like Rubik's cubes and shit from all her favorite stores, mm-hmm. it's like how are you not going to show up at this point with like a fucking like a box filled with like 20 of the most fucking amazing custom cupcakes you ever saw to blow everybody away and get a little cred back come on man give me this <laughs> i have opinions
1: yeah clearly
0: <laughs>
2: <I have>
1: opinions. <laughs> oh my gosh let's move on shall we mm-hmm All right, so Lillian becomes engaged to her longtime boyfriend, Doug, and asks Annie to be her maid of honor. Though she's concerned she's putting too much on Annie's plate. She knows her best friend is going through some tough times, coming to terms with the direction her life is headed in, which is down the toilet. At the engagement party, at a fancy members-only club, Annie meets her fellow bridesmaids. Lillian's cynical cousin, Rita, played by Wendy McLendon-Covey, naive work friend, Becca, uh, played by Ellie Kemper, Raunchy future sister-in-law Megan, played by Melissa McCarthy, as well as Helen Harris III, played by Rose Byrne, the beautiful but vain wife of Lillian's fiance boss. Helen and Nanny take an instant disliking to one another. They're both jealous of each other's friendship with Lillian, resulting in a nightmarish back and forth during the toasts. Lillian sees the animosity and encourages them to spend some time together. On the way home, Annie is pulled over by Officer Rhodes, played by Chris Dowd, who admonishes her to get her taillights fixed while letting her off with just a warning. Later, Helen takes Annie to play tennis at the club, where both women are hyper-competitive, deliberately hitting each other in the chest with volleys multiple times. So, Des, we've already talked about our inappropriate toast by your best man at our wedding, but (laughs) I think this toast-off between the two of them was giving me... Uh, like P.S. PTSD.
0: <laughs> I, I was gonna say I actually wrote down that this scene must have given you so much anxiety because oh it, it was amazing. And you know, it's funny. So we're gonna get two different characters from the office here. We're gonna get um, Becca, who plays the uh, secretary in the office, and then um, what's her face's uh, husband, the bitch Helen's. again, Helen. Why don't I have Helen written down here? I don't so. Know. Helen's husband um, is the corporate boss in the office. So, yeah, I thought that was interesting. I don't know what their connection was. I think
2: he was also in, I think, I only got a quick look at him. I think the guy that played Helen's husband was also in Hostel. Oh.
0: Hmm. I don't know if I've ever seen it. I did see Hostel. Which character, Mickey?
2: Uh, He was one of the guys that um, paid.
0: Yes yeah you know what I'm talking about yep you're absolutely right he definitely <laughs> was he was wearing like the big black uh yeah yeah okay that's yeah, him yep. <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a funny movie I mean it's torture porn, which is not really my thing, it's but not it was thing but it was so goofy it was funny like, like it's a,
2: it was a, it was a really cool concept
0: yeah yeah, I liked it I liked it I liked the escape I liked the Chinese girl with her eye hanging out <laughs> it was pretty good <laughs> It was pretty good. Uh, shit, so go ahead, go ahead. Just take it from this scene. Did we meet her mom yet? We met her mom, right?
1: Yes, we've met her mom.
0: Okay, so some great, some great lines here. So her mom's addicted to going to AA meetings, even though she's not an alcoholic. <laughs> and and she's sharing some stories from the meeting. And of course it's anonymous, but she's giving like full names.
1: Yeah, she's like, so, Lloyd Wilson said, and she's like, mom, anonymous.
0: So, so she says, she goes like, uh, whatever's name is like, you know, Joe Jackson. He said he started blowjobbing to get crack, blowjobbing <laughs> <laughs> and then uh and then annie tells her that you know uh she, that her friend's getting married he you knows blah 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 and she goes yeah she probably goes home beaver first
1: <laughs> no 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 that's her talking about her husband so annie's dad's new wife
0: Oh, okay. Okay. She goes in beaver first.
1: She greets him beaver first.
0: The mother was great. She's freaking drawing pictures of Rick Springfield and stuff. I love this character. I thought it was great. Yet, yeah, mom, I told you, you can't be going. These meetings, you're not even an alcoholic just because I've never had a drink. <laughs> freaking I also amazing. love
1: uh, when they go to play tennis and you meet Helen's stepchildren oh and they're like, fuck you, Helen. I'm like, Whoa.
0: Totally. Totally. Oh,
1: my God. And I've seen better uh, tennis played in tampon
0: commercials. (laughs) So good.
2: At at the engagement party when she's like, glad he's single. Because I'm going to climb that like a tree. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) Everybody there, everybody she stands next to. Is this your man? No. You want to go for a walk later? I can't. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I love it. Um, Yeah. So... This movie, a thing about this movie that kind of reminded me of Dumb and Dumber, same thing. Annie, for me, I didn't really love the character and I didn't really love the performance by, by whatever her fucking name Kristen. is. Kristen Wiig. I thought it was pretty good, but it wasn't, again, it was kind of like Harry. It wasn't completely flushed out. Like, Helen was hateable. But she was fucking really good. It was like, I love the character. Annie was slipping in and out for me. She had great moments, like she, when she was doing the little Hitler thing on the plane. But then, <laughs> she had moments, then she had moments that I didn't like, when she was like, if I was drunk, could I do this? It was like, oh, come on. This is so hack. I don't like it. So she was slipping in and out of my uh, my graces during this movie. Whatever, yeah. Stove.
2: I kind of forgot that she was so annoying. Yeah, I mean, I like I like Kristen Kristen Wig generally because I I just think she's I don't know I like the way she I like her delivery of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she was kind of now that we're talking about it more, um, she was kind of a putz.
1: Yeah. It's almost <laughs> kind of like this this um group that they've surrounded her with are so much stronger than her. And this might even be the first thing I saw Melissa McCarthy in. I don't think I saw her on Mike and Molly before that or anything else. Like this might be the first time I saw her. And I was like, who is this woman is frigging hysterical.
0: Like she
1: kills me. The physical comedy is is, in this role specifically, the physical comedy is so subtle, but hysterical. And she just pushes it, you know?
2: She's amazing. Um, and I loved her in This Is 40.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, uh, This Is 40, good movie. I enjoyed that.
1: I'll tell you what Melissa McCarthy, one I love, is the, um, Identity Theft.
0: Yeah. Jason Bateman. Yeah, That's really very good. very
1: funny. Very funny. What
0: was She's her name in that? In her name was... Uh, I don't remember. Oh, it was so funny. Oh, but what was his name? Uh, Jason Bateman's name in that. I don't remember, but it Andy wasn't something, something. that... Sandy.
2: Yeah, Sandy, because
0: yes. he was a guy's and a girl's name. <laughs> I love that. Well, I thought that was funny. Sandy. Yeah, yeah you, you hit the nail on the head, though. Um, You know, they surrounded her with all of these actresses. And it was funny, because Dylan and I were saying, you know, this $306 million uh, box office gross, and really, none of these actors had really broken out yet. So this is a cast of like, really great actresses and actors that were relatively unknown at the time. And I think that it got this $306 million box office from word of mouth, just from people going to the movie and being like, fuck, you got to go see this. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah.
2: Well, and it's, I mean, it is so good. And I, you know, I'm sorry, I, to me, Melissa McCarthy made the movie.
0: Oh yeah, she was good. Yeah. yeah.
1: I The the little touches too, the thing she wears on her wrist, the, yeah. per, the necklace that she's always wearing, just something about well, it, like the Kangol hat that she's wearing on the plane. It's (laughs)
0: funny. (laughs) It's funny about this character. So um, she wanted to make this character exactly Guy Fieri. Exactly. Like she wanted (laughs) to wear, she wanted the white spiky hair. She wanted to wear the sunglasses on the back of her head, the bowling suits, the tattoos. Like she wanted to go full Guy Fieri. And they wouldn't let her. They said, no, we can't do that. It's, it's over the top. And, uh, yeah, she wanted to like the mannerisms, you know, the, the, Watch her like all the stuff he does. Like she wanted it all. Yeah. Um, but she had to settle for the bowling shirts and stuff basically. Yeah. But, but you know yeah. what?
1: You put her in those sandals.
0: Oh god. Yeah. That she's
1: always <laughs> wearing
0: Fucking great. Fucking great. And
1: in, like the capri pants and oh my God, she kills me.
0: Oh <laughs> yeah. And her, and her. comedic delivery in this like some of the even the physical stuff like on the plane where she puts her fucking leg up on the door and stuff I mean
2: I'll just walk up to him out of the blue and go you feel that you see that (laughs) undercarriage (laughs) he'll literally be in his office just working on something and I'll throw my leg up on the desk (laughs) that's awesome
0: he says no and I mean it (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs>
0: oh, no. No, dear. Oh. Your mania? oh poor air Marshal tony <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh, yeah, yeah so yeah but that's you know you're right though that i think that's a big part of it you've got all these actors and actresses that are just you know they're nailing their parts and and i just feel like the the Annie character wasn't quite locked in, yeah. if you will.
1: I mean, Rita is hysterical, oh, hysterical you know, with the I, I with love the sons. How they all interacted.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking phenomenal. Oh god. Okay. All right.
2: I so a blanket.
0: <laughs> 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 There's semen
1: on everything.
0: Dude, you know what? During the I with the during the um the toast. It's so funny when um. When Helen just all of a sudden appears back on stage with another microphone. <laughs> I legitimately
1: oh. was looking away because I had so much like cringe going on during oh that scene. God. I was looking away. I couldn't even look at the screen.
0: Oh my god. It was fucking great. It's one of my favorite scenes. You know I love now, that stuff. Are you
2: are you still friends with this guy that gave the speech?
0: Um I mean
2: I mean technically,
1: I yes.
0: Technically. <laughs> I mean, this is my oldest friend. I've known this kid since we were 13 years old. Right. But um, I don't know, we just kind of lost touch. I mean, yeah. I'd be open to going out for uh some, you know, food and games at Dave and Busters. If if you're listening, Rich, call me. <laughs> let's go play some games. Go play ping pong. <laughs> yeah, let's go play some video games.
2: Just no no plate breaking
0: well he's not greek he wasn't the plate breaker he
2: wasn't one of the
1: plate breakers but still Uh, yeah
0: (laughs) i mean i'm sure he's broken a plate or two in his day but
1: oh my god do you so fun fact mickey did you know that in our house of all of our plate sets we have three of everything instead of four because dez has broken one of all of the plate sets so i didn't
0: know that seriously
1: (laughs) look at look at our cabinet there's three black plates three of the red flower plates and three of the plates that have like that southwest design on them because you're one of the of each of the rest
0: what about the skeleton plates
1: oh the skeleton plates have cracked but we still have four but i love it
0: and then she had this like uh this collector's edition harley quinn joker plate and i broke that into a million pieces and tried to glue it back together
1: you sure did I still have it all grew, glued back together, but it's worthless.
0: Uh, I'll tell you one of the funny scenes I did like that um, Annie had was when she's coming home from the uh, from the first meeting with Helen in her car, and she's like, hey, "We're such good friends. We've known each other for five minutes." I'm fucking laughing out loud. She's she's nailing it in that scene. So yeah, that's so true and it's funny
2: too. Because Tony asked me, he's like, "Do women do that?" I'm like, "Yeah, oh, yeah. We do. a thousand oh. percent."
0: Everybody does. We're doing that. it
2: as soon as you turn your back. We're
1: doing that.
0: So, yeah. and I were standing out at our uh, at our sliding glass door today, and like there was some like shit going on in the back parking lot, like you know, people just doing whatever people are doing back there, and we are fucking like narrating it, but like, like look at this fucking asshole. Nice yeah. Look at this fucking asshole, this piece of shit with this fucking dog off the leash, and look at this fucking. Tard! Oh my God! Oh God! No, we comp- say that. no, I didn't say. I didn't put the re on it. I just said tard. <laughs> so anyway, we're we're funny. We're just we're just narrating the neighborhood like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> like jerks. <laughs>
0: yeah. Even though they all deserved it.
1: Oh my goodness! All right. So moving on. A few days later, Annie takes Lillian and the bridesmaids to a Brazilian restaurant for lunch. While Mm. Lillian is in the restroom, Annie suggests a Parisian-themed bridal shower because it's one of Lillian's dreams to go to Paris, but Helen dismisses the idea as too overdone. After lunch, the ladies head to a chic bridal gown studio, only to find that they need reservations. Helen uses her influence to gain them access, embarrassing Annie yet again. They're trying on dresses, but everyone except Helen, who did not eat the meat at the restaurant, becomes violently ill with food poisoning. Three brides, three bridesmaids are in the bathroom. Will you stop moving your papers like that. Stop. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Are you guys in the same room today. No, no. I can just hear it. Oh, it's very loud.
0: I'm like Ted Koppel. I got my pages.
1: Just relax, there, kid three bridesmaids are in the bathroom, destroying it with vomit and poop. And he tries to save face and hold it in before Lillian runs out into the street and poops in the borrowed couture wedding dress in the street. With no one to veto her, Helen orders everyone the bridesmaids dress that she liked best all along. So, Mickey, this is an absolutely classic scene. And when Rita says she needs to get off the white carpet, you know what's coming. Oh, my
2: God. I was dying only because I've been there. And, like, when she's like, look away! I was like- <laughs> It's coming out of me like lava. <laughs> I was literally. I'm not going to tell the story on the pod. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well...
1: <laughs> She's thinking about it. <laughs>
2: well, honestly, because, you know, I'm pretty transparent and I don't give a shit anymore. We were, when we were driving up from Florida to New York, when we were moving a couple years ago, um, I had, bef- I had like, I have weird food sensitivities. Like, I don't have food allergies, but every once in a while, like, I'll eat something 10 times and on the 11th time, it'll bother me mm-hmm. um, for no reason. And I don't even know what I ate, but I don't know if it was like the stress of the the drive and, and you know, no sleep and whatever. But we were in like, I can't believe I'm telling this story. We were in like West Virginia and we had stopped at like a McDonald's or something, which we don't normally eat, but it was there. And I'm like, okay, let's just get whatever. So we, we we were in two different cars too. So we're eating and then we we're like eating on the side of the road. So then we get back on the road and I'm talking to my, and we have walkie talkies because it's easier when you're driving long distance, if you're not in the same car to have walkie talkies versus trying to call on the cell phone.
0: Right. I already so love this story. <laughs> She's going <laughs> to shut her <laughs> pants <laughs> on a walkie
2: talkie. So we're really like, oh, Tony, I need to, uh, you know, get some gas. And okay. right. So, <laughs> so I'm on the phone with my girlfriend and I'm literally like oh my god oh my god Tracy I gotta go and she's like okay I'm like I gotta call you back so I hang up the phone and I get on the walkie-talkie I go Tony and he and he comes back and he says I'm gonna need to get gas and I said we need to get off now I need to find a bathroom now 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 (laughs) and like all I could all I could do was like Try to breathe with Maya Rudolph when she's like, "Oh my god, it's happening! It's happening!" So we're like in the car. (gasps) So he's like, "Okay," and he, I'm like, and he's like, "All right, you know, this should be an exit." I'm like, "You don't understand. (laughs) We need a bathroom." He's like, like, "Okay." I said, "I'm getting off the next exit." So we we get off the next exit, pull into like it was one of those. It was like a gas station, convenience (laughs) store, whatever. And I had to get gas as well, so I go to pull up to the gas pump, and there's a car with these two um, women, and honestly, I think they were Spanish hookers. I, I oh, remember. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> one of them was in a mini dress pumping gas. <laughs> the other one is literally standing next to the gas pump on her cell phone smoking a cigarette. What? <laughs> and i looked and i'm sitting there and i'm like oh my god oh my god and i'm like i gotta get away from this bitch in case she blows up the thing so i'm like oh my god so i'm like and i go pull over the car where where tony's parked and he comes over and he goes all right go i go i can't and he said what do you mean you can't i said i can't move right now (laughs) (laughs) and he said what do you mean honey i'm like i i and I felt like look, like, look away. I was like, just, <laughs> just go. So,
0: just don't I look at me. To,
2: I literally could not move. And so I had to wait a minute until I could gather myself oh. to sprint into the building. <laughs> By this time, it was already kind of too late, but I had to just get in there anyway. Right. Key, key. So <laughs> I literally, like, I'm like, okay, I'm going. I'm going. And he goes, okay. <laughs> and then as i'm running i hear him say you have something on your pants
0: <laughs> no stop and it
2: running in i'm running in and i and i look over as i'm running and only one of the spanish hookers is out there
1: Oh God. Like, where'd
2: the other one go and i literally i push open the bathroom door And it's, like, got three stalls in it. And she's standing in the middle of the room, like, on her phone. And I go, move! (laughs) (laughs) And I just ran into the – it was so horrible. It was awful. It was awful, awful, awful. I had to put my sweatshirt down on my seat. Oh, Oh, no! It was awful.
0: Oh, God. It's
2: a funny story now, but at the time, I was, like – Oh my god! So we joke about it all the time, like I shit my pants in West Virginia. Like
1: <laughs> I went to West Virginia, and all I got was this shitty seat.
0: <laughs> this is a tough one to tell, but I'll tell it. So I was painting this house in Bridgewater doing the exterior.
2: Oh, god. <laughs> 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 and they wouldn't. World that I shit my pants in West Virginia, so you can tell the story.
0: <laughs> they wouldn't. They, so I had no access to a bathroom here, but they had this big backyard, right? Like with a pool. And then there was this fence that went around it. And then there was like a gate at the fence at the back of the yard that went out into the woods. <laughs> so I got there in the morning, and it was the same thing as you. Like I was in my truck. I'm like, oh my God. Like I'm sitting on like a, uh, a water bottle. Like I've got it between, because like I need some pressure against the, my butt. All right, I'm like, I am gonna shit my pants, period. So I, I, you know, when you have that like two minute window of opportunity when it like crawls back up, yep. I'm like, it's now or never. So like, I get out of my truck, I bolt into their backyard, I go across the yard, I look, I don't see them, I go through the fence out in the yard, and they have like a compost pile out there. So I just, I drop trowel and just shit behind the nose. right? Mm-hmm. And I like. I, I, I cover it with leaves, and the next morning I get there, and the guy, George, is like, hey, so we're going to leave the slider open, and if you want to use the bathroom, go ahead.
1: <laughs> Which means he saw. Yeah. They were like, eating their Wheaties and looked out the window and saw him squatting <laughs> in the
0: backyard. Hey, where's, where's Dez going? What? Why is he going out there? What? Is he? No. No. He's oh, squatting. He's shitting. I love it. Yeah. So anyway, there you go. Yep. I think we broke it. think They get to watch it over breakfast. Have you ever shit your pants, honey?
1: No, I've never shit my pants. I peed my pants. I peed oh. my pants recently.
0: Yes, you did, laughing.
1: <laughs> yes. I no, I was choking.
0: Um, have well, you ever well, shit well, anybody well, else's pants?
2: No. No, oh, I put my pants on a velocicoaster last year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it.
1: I literally took a bite of chicken sandwich and I had to pee and I started choking on it. And I ended up peeing my pants because I was choking and coughing and had to pee. So yeah. Do do, do you remember
0: when we went to get my uh, Fender Strat set up in Boston and I had to shit? Remember that time? Yes, I do. It was, it was something. All right. Enough shitting the pants. Yes.
1: Enough. Let's move on. Okay. We literally didn't talk about the scene at all, but (laughs) can we talk about the Jordan almonds and the cracking noises? She's chewing the Jordan almonds.
0: Awesome. Dude. I love the name too. Whitney. Is that you Whitney? Oh God. (laughs) Helen. Helen Whitney. Oh God.
2: I love the face she made when she, when she took the one almond and chewed it and you could tell like she was going to just gag. She was gagging and she, that was such a good scene.
0: Yeah, the I wish
1: acting was top notch in that particular scene. Like the, the slow push of the almond between yeah. her lips. It's like
0: ugh. I wish she had projectile vomited into Helen's face. I think they missed an opportunity there.
1: <laughs> yeah, true enough.
0: <laughs> I, I thought that the uh the the makeup, like making these women look sick and sweaty, what a great job. Like they yes. all legit looked like they were super sick.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, like um, legitimately Becca's face when she goes, when she gags, her face is gray.
0: It's, it's so gray. It's so good. Legitimately. And, the, and the sweat on Annie's chest, like the dress, <laughs> it looks so legit, man. Like I, I was buying it. it. At
2: the beginning when Melissa McCarthy,
0: she's going, <laughs> <laughs> No, when she jumps over the couch, Excuse face me. I don't know which end that came out of. When she, when she jumps over the couch and flops face first into the couch. I'm yeah. fucking laughing. Um, yeah. So when we are at the Brazilian restaurant mm-hmm. and um, Annie's talking about uh, Paris and you see Helen makes a look, yeah. I think at that moment she is saying, I'm stealing this idea because she kind of looks at it like, oh, inside information. And then she poops the idea.
2: Yes. Right. Because yeah. she wanted it to seem like it was her idea.
0: Correct. Yes. Correct.
2: She was Absolutely. kind of a douche.
0: She was yes. a douche.
2: I mean, but, but she owned it later, so I'll I'll give her yeah. credit for that. Yeah, she did. She and you know, she I feel like she owned it more than Annie did.
0: I, I agree. I agree. Helen, you know, Helen, why is she so bad? Just because Annie's a freaking whacked out lunatic with no money? Helen's a no, nice I mean, lady. And no. Driving.
1: No, Helen Helen has her own designs and her own thing she's working towards.
0: Helen has no friends. Nobody likes her including her children because she's like a prep a prep uh snob, but she finds this girl um did she you know Lillian who she is Got a connection with like Lillian likes her too. They like each other, they're becoming friends, we absolutely. do. But the
1: thing is, is that you don't need to be somebody's friend to be somebody's friend, you don't need to uh throw a, a grenade into their other friendships.
0: But because I didn't when feel you like do
1: that, it's shitty.
0: But I don't feel like she was a hundred percent doing that. I feel like, 100% um, was no Annie was so insecure though. If they were such good friends since they were like eight, nine years old, Annie should have given them that space like to make another friend like you don't have to be that insecure you know it's like so what uh she can give her a trip to paris that doesn't mean you have to say you're like fucking lesbians and then go trash the backyard you're a fucking lunatic okay (laughs) jump ahead (laughs) okay Okay. fucking big cookie smashing bitch oh my god i
1: loved it when she smashed the cookie i loved it
0: too Worried
1: about her finances, Annie suggests a bachelorette party at Lillian's parents' lake house. Helen overrules her and convinces everyone to go to Las Vegas instead. Annie refuses to allow Helen to buy a first-class ticket for her and sits in coach by herself. But because Annie is afraid to fly, Helen gives her sedatives and alcohol. This makes Annie inebriated and paranoid. She continuously tries to sneak up to first class. After being sent back to her seat, she hallucinates a colonial woman churning butter on the wing. (laughs) the air marshal arrests her and the plane is forced to land in wyoming where she lillian and the rest of the bridesmaids are escorted off of the plane unable to fly now they catch a bus back home and the bachelorette party is canceled annie tries to apologize but lillian announces that she wants helen to take over planning the shower and the wedding so you know you kind of have to understand where lillian's come from Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's also kicking somebody when they're down because you know she takes meds that she's not prescribed and then takes a huge glass of scotch to drink it with like of course she's a a
2: bitch move on Helen's part to give her the the booze
0: yes oh definitely but uh Annie's Annie's a lunatic she's seen people turning butter on the wing (laughs) I mean she took a couple of Xanax with a with a shot of seven and seven I mean I don't know if that's getting you to uh you know a woman turning butter on the on the wing she's fucking nuts she's dangerous (laughs) She's dangerous. On the way back from
2: dinner, that there was a
0: pterodactyl. <laughs> <laughs> well, see,
1: she had one glass of wine, and she's seeing pterodactyls. So. Oh
0: my god! Oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> Did you have a seven and seven?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I had actually had two glasses of prosecco. Hey, prosecco, no, it's not
0: so bad. I, I love, love prosecco.
1: prosecco. I love prosecco too. Um,
0: what's prosecco?
1: It's like champagne. But it's like mm. an Italian version. Sounds like a headache <laughs> to you. <laughs> oh, yeah,
2: <clears throat> it's really good. I, you know, um, I, I like wine a lot, but wine doesn't always like me. Agreed. Um, Especially red. Red messes me up sometimes. So yeah. yeah no. And this place doesn't have like hard liquor. It's wine and beer only. So right. <sighs> So anyway, um, but no, I thought that was kind of a bitch move on, on Helen's part to give her the booze and the, and the pills. And then, um, you know, and I think also it was very, I think offering to pay the first class ticket. She knew Annie wasn't going to accept it. She was just being like,
0: oh yeah. And, and saying, yeah. And saying, you know, derogatory statements like. Give her my seat. Everybody should be able to experience first class at least once in their life.
1: See, this is why I don't like Helen because she would put in little zingers like that that could be like, what? I'm just being nice. No, she's not. passive aggressive, yeah. Yes, she's not being nice.
0: But Annie was being plenty passive aggressive since the very first meeting as well. Passive
1: aggressive? Annie was being straight up aggressive.
0: Exactly. So, you know, Annie Annie was not... uh, was not innocent in this feud by any means. No. She was just outgunned by Helen period.
1: Yeah. Helen had the money to, to push it. Yeah.
0: Sure.
2: I think Thrown. honestly at this, it started at that engagement party when they gave the toast, because to be fair, I mean, Helen gave a great toast.
0: Yeah. And Annie couldn't, Annie went up there and half-assed it. Like she fucking half-asses everything. Because she's totally selfish and she's self-absorbed. So she really had nothing nice to say about Lillian or their friendship. And then Helen went up there and gave a fucking heartfelt little speech. And Annie said, fuck. And instead of going up there and talking from the heart, and she went up there and tried to fucking, she just sucks. Fuck her. <laughs> This woman, is, this woman is is just... Oh. And, you know, this cop, this guy... And I want to say something funny. So the cop was supposed to be American. But uh, they liked his uh, accent so much. They said, let's go with it. Keep the accent. We like it. This is a great character. This is a great guy. And he deserves better than Helen. Yeah. Uh, and he deserves better than Annie. And, you know, we're supposed to hate Ted when Ted, you know... Uh, you know, one night's Annie and then says, beat it. But when Annie does the same thing to Rhodes, oh, it's fine. Yeah, she, she's, she's
1: an asshole. It's not fine. That's It's an asshole move. Yeah. I mean, she she's, it's, clearly it's her trauma making her behave that way, but still, it's an asshole move.
0: Her and Ted deserve each other. Her and Ted deserve each other. <laughs>
1: oh boy. So Annie is depressed and runs into Officer Rhodes again and tells him all about the wreck of a trip. They have drinks and end up back at his place. After spending the night together, Nathan buys baking supplies so Annie and he can bake something together, trying to be supportive of her and get her back into something she loves. Mm -hmm. Annie responds negatively and leaves. At her apartment, Gil and Bryn tell her she has to move out. With nowhere else to go, she moves back with her mother. And, you know, she says that this is the bottom. And I got to be honest with you, I think she's got further to go.
0: Yeah. I think she's got further to go as well. I'd like to see part two of this movie where she, you know, where poor Rhodes gets, you know, gets saddled with this lunatic. And, you know, she like starts taking the squad car out while he's sleeping at night and pulling people over. He loses his job, starts (laughs) drinking and, uh, you know, whatever. And then, you know, I was married to a cop and he lost his job and feel sorry for me. Fuck. Oh, boy. Yeah, poor Rhodes. <laughs> oh my God.
2: Well, when they were like reading her diary, she's like, "It was just a, a handwritten book that was
1: very sad." <laughs> it was it was a very sad handwritten, handwritten book.
0: <laughs> now we are to believe because we watched the unrated version, and they're in a bathtub together shaving each other. Mm.
1: Yeah, there's a scene, and I don't actually know where it shows up in the gist of my write-out, but there's a scene in the unrated version where she goes on a date because Becca um, hooks her up with somebody. Yeah. And Gil and Bryn are in the bathtub together, and he's shaving her armpits, and it's so weird.
2: Yeah, I I, I have seen that before. That wasn't on the one I watched last night, but I have seen that scene. It's so creepy.
0: So they're lovers. They're, they're lovers, yes?
2: That's, that's the inference.
0: Okay. Yeah. I love this. I love this fucking... I love these two. I, I just do. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. It's I just... Yeah. They're fucking great. The guy is this so, is so weird.
2: I love quirky people.
0: Yeah. yeah the guy this, is so weird. Quirky. Yeah. Oh, God. When I lived in San Francisco, there was this couple that lived upstairs from us. Their names were Toki and Ali. And Toki was this weird tweaker who would come downstairs with this homemade tattoo gun, and he would tattoo triangles onto himself. Yeah, that's it. End of story. But yeah, just weird people. (laughs) Oh, oh, okay, okay. So one more quick story. So this guy moved into the building, and uh, his name was T, and he was a bike messenger, and he looked wicked cool, like Sebastian Bach. He was super cool, right? So I met him. And he's like, "Yeah, man, you know, i just moved into the building. I'm a bartender in town. I play guitar. We should get together and jam." I'm like, "Oh, definitely, dude." So he says, uh, "I say, well, you know, come up when you get off your shift, and we'll and we'll play. Bring your guitar. Sounds good." So get a knock at the door. I open the door, and there's this chick standing at my door, hot as hell, wearing a brown suede tassel outfit mini skirt with high heels. And a guitar in her hand. And he says, what's up, man? I'm Tamara. Let's jam. Okay. Log it.
1: And you did. Yeah, yeah we
0: jammed. And we jammed. He was a good guitar player. Okay. Yeah, um,
1: Absolutely. Interesting right.
0: story. Okay.
1: <laughs> so Annie attends Lillian's bridal shower that's being held at Helen's house. It's an elaborate version of Annie's Parisian theme to add insult to injury. She then upstages Annie's heartfelt handmade shower gift by giving Lillian a trip to Paris to be fitted for her wedding gown by one of the world's top designers who she also had hooked Lillian up with to begin with rage, by the rage way, t-
2: I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that was a bitch thing to do. Cause she's like, Oh, I just got you a card.
1: Yeah. Oh, you should see
2: your face. You're so surprised.
1: It's like, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I thought that was very sweet of Helen. She's going to take this girl to Paris.
2: It was the way
0: she went about it. A dream come true. Two birds with one stone. I'm going to give this woman her dream vacation before her wedding and fuck Annie. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. So Rage takes over Annie and she throws an epic temper tantrum and gets kicked out of the shower. Lillian tells her to not come to the wedding either. And I got to be honest with you. Like I said earlier, when she punches a giant cookie, I died. I thought that was hysterical. That was good.
0: Epic temper t- Epic Temper tantrum. This is a fucking horror movie at this point. Okay. This is a, <laughs> this is a horror movie. She went she went fucking nuts. She's saying, fuck you. Yeah. What are you fucking lesbians? She's in the yard putting dirt in the chocolate fountain. She's I mean, she loses her mind. She goes berserk.
2: That's sacrilegious. That yeah.
0: She That's the end of does. end of the friendship forever. Period. Nothing. You're never coming back from that. I don't even want to know you anymore. Right.
1: Yeah. I got to be honest with you. If I had a friend that did that at my party, I think I'd be second guessing.
0: Second guessing. Imagine you invite Mickey down to your, your engagement party. And she says, what are you fucking lesbians? And then trashes the buffet. (laughs) No, no, that there's no calling you up later. Like, yeah, you know, uh, Eh, I was a little taken back by the present she gave you, but you know, we can get past this, right? No. 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 This this <laughs> yeah, lady is a monster. Annie's a monster. I mean come no, on. I would
2: never trash a chocolate fountain.
0: No. Right? Yeah, I mean, right away. That's a crime against chocolate. Yeah, I'd get that get the cookie in the chocolate. Oh
1: God. Oh yeah. My God. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 quite the scene. Quite the scene. Yeah. And the 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 uh the puppies, though that does crack oh. me up. Especially with how many Melissa McCarthy takes.
0: Nine. She takes nine of them.
1: <laughs> I might have overcommitted to the dogs.
0: Six. Six felt right. I could take care of six.
2: <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh god. But I love the um I love the I, I really do like the um the pep talk that she gave Annie, like that you're being an idiot and you have no idea of the blessings that you do. have. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But
0: I see no growth. I see no growth in Annie or Helen. And I'll tell you the little tiny bit that they give us during this, like, you know, Helen with her fake tears in the car. And then she's like, but I still look beautiful. Right. She's so full of shit. And then Annie, the same thing. It's like, you're not going to spend an hour and 20 minutes of an hour and a half movie showing me this fucking lunatic. And then in the last like nine and a half minutes of the movie, you're going to make me like her. (laughs) No, she's a fuck. She sucks. Period. (laughs) She sucks. Um, I, it was funny. So all the baking scenes, you never actually see Christine Wiggs hands. None of those are her hands. It's always somebody else. Isn't that weird?
1: Oh, really? So she has no idea how to bake.
0: Yeah, I mean, you'd think they would at least, like, could show her, like, you know, putting flour on, don't, no, none of it is her, it's so all somebody else's hands. Interesting. Yeah, not really.
1: <laughs> well, thank you for bringing it up, then, if you thought it was so not interesting. Fun fact. <laughs> on the way home, Annie's car breaks down. <laughs> Rhoda answers the emergency call and tells Annie how much she heard him and not to contact contact him again. Ted comes to pick her up, but when he expects her to perform oral sex on him on the way home, she breaks off the relationship and walks home instead. Over the next several days, Annie becomes reclusive, refusing to leave her mother's house and watching television obsessively. Megan finds her and tells her to stop feeling sorry for herself. Annie realizes her errors and tries to make amends with Nathan by baking him a cake. Despite saying he likes her cakes, he leaves it on the stoops until the raccoons take it. And I mean, as far as apologies go, a cake is a good place to start, I think. I mean i like it. Yeah.
0: and oh des
1: i know you just hate her guts whatever like just move, move what's on.
0: there like what's there like
1: <laughs> move
2: on
0: I'm, i moved on
1: <laughs> we don't need to bring it up every time we stop
0: oh, talking okay. me and rhodes moved on
1: okay i don't think you did though <laughs> all right <laughs> all right i guess we're moving on The day of Lillian's wedding arrives and Annie decides to stay in bed even though her mom is going. Helen appears at her door begging for help in finding Lillian who's gone missing. Helen tearfully explains how lonely she feels and apologizes for all she's done to hurt Annie out of jealousy. They pull up alongside Nathan in his police car and after some persuasion, he begrudgingly helps Annie and Helen find Lillian at her own apartment. Lillian has gone there distressed by how Helen took over planning everything and has gone so overboard that her dad can't pay for it. She also expresses how she's afraid for Annie since she'll she'll be moving to Chicago to be with Doug. Annie convinces her that everything will be fine, and after some alterations on the ridiculous wedding dress, she gets Lillian to the ceremony on time. So I know there's no redemption as far as Dez is concerned. Mickey, how do you feel? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, <clears throat> you know, it's like, she didn't really, you know, I, I will say that in the, that last, those last few scenes, like, Helen actually did say, I'm sorry, I'm a bitch, I did it on purpose, I was jealous, you know, I don't have any friends, all my husband does is work, blah, 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 I'm sorry. Annie really never said any of that. No, like she, she never, never said never she's sorry. Really, she, she, she doesn't even say
1: she's sorry to Lillian, does really? she?
2: I don't know. No. I don't even know.
0: No. I don't think think she does.
2: So I think that that is one redeeming thing about Helen is, you know, even though she was a bitch and she was catty and cunning and sneaky and manipulative and like snake-like, she did own it and said, I'm sorry, you know, whatever. I don't think Annie ever apologized for anything. I think she said, I'm sorry to Rhodes. Maybe. Yes.
1: I mean, she Um, said sorry on the cake, and I think she said it to his face, but I don't think she says it to Lillian.
2: But I don't know. I don't think she ever said to Helen, you know what, I'm sorry, too, because I was an asshole, too. Like, I don't even know if she said that.
1: I don't think she does.
0: Yeah. I I,
1: I think there's a lot of people in this movie that deserve an apology from Annie that didn't get it.
2: Yeah.
0: The last few minutes of this movie just happened very quickly, and... It doesn't make a lot of sense. Helen's not coming to Annie when they can't. But first of all, she's been missing for like, you know, an episode of fucking The Brady Bunch. You know, it's like, she's not missing. She's not missing. She she went home to think for a couple hours. She's not going to come to Annie's house. (laughs) Like, she's like calling around like, Hey, can somebody give me Annie's mom's address? I got to go find her so we can find fucking Lillian what no and just the whole thing is the whole thing is ridiculous (laughs) it's ridiculous I'll agree with you uh Mickey Helen does have a moment of redemption and Helen has been a little catty but she's a human being she hasn't destroyed lives she hasn't destroyed property she hasn't been had a group of women thrown off an airplane and destroyed a bridal shower. She hasn't destroyed a fucking bridal shower in front of a family. She hasn't crushed right. a nice cop, a nice man's dreams.
2: <laughs> I mean,
0: Christ. she hasn't fucking destroyed lives for an hour and a half. Helen is fine. She
2: didn't call a, a little teenage girl a little.
0: <laughs> a little cunt. Yes. You know, she didn't she didn't destroy, she, you know, she didn't take some man's uh his in life inheritance that he put into this bakery and destroy his dreams and kick him out.
1: You don't ever hear that she has inheritance that he put any money into that. So uh, stop think,
0: that with that. I think there's, by there's, now
1: there's plenty of shitty things that she does without you making stuff up.
0: I think by now we can all just assume that it was her fault, and he was probably cheated on, and ripped off, and embezzled, embezzled. She was an embezzler, cheater. She sucked.
1: Wow. Okay. Uh,
0: Okay. So seriously though, so they show up, top kid. Okay, so they show up at Lillian's, and uh, and you know, let me go in again. You know, let me go in. You stay here, Lillian or Helen. So Annie goes up, (laughs) and. Lillian is ready to just forgive all, forgive all. It's fine, it's fine. Let's be friends again. Yeah, come on. No, no.
2: I think there would have been a little bit more discussion about. Yeah, yeah. Meltdown at the shower.
0: Yeah, meltdown at the shower. Meltdown on the plane. <laughs> just oh god, I'd have been like, let me
2: like when I have like. Issues with my friends, we have, we talk about it. We don't, you know what I mean? Like.
1: Yeah. You don't just ignore you're it. You you have a discussion. Right yeah.
2: Right. And it wasn't like, oh, you know, I was just jealous. Well. Yeah. Oh, fuck. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah. And when you're having these discussions, it's because like, uh, I don't know, you know, like they didn't leave, you know, they left 5% less than you did as a tip when you guys went out to dinner. There, this wasn't like uh you know you took a shit on my birthday cake told my mother to go fuck herself <laughs> there's no coming back from this this conversation isn't happening she's going helen i'm gonna call a mental hospital and the police and if you don't get out of my apartment right now you're nuts go away okay Well,
2: and honestly too like if i was annie i don't know if i would have been able to show my face at that no. wedding.
1: Nope. Oh God, right. Right? Of course not. Every person that's at that wedding was at the shower.
2: Mm-hmm. They she's not. Her. And you're
1: going to stand invited. in front of everyone and act like everything's fine?
0: No. Right. No. Not happening. She's not invited to that wedding. The father, who's putting out presumably like a quarter of a million dollars for this wedding, is like, that lunatic's not coming. That lunatic's not coming. Period. All right.
1: Unbelievable. Yeah. No, I mean it just I can't imagine that anyone would want her there at that point. This- oh
2: and then no offense, but like the final and again, I'm I'm not a Helen fan. And she, she did redeem herself by saying, you know, I fucked up, I'm sorry. But I think the final fuck you to Annie was getting Wilson Phillips to play the wedding.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but again. She, If Annie could afford Wilson Phillips, Annie would have got Wilson Phillips. This is Helen could afford it. She knows this woman loves what. She's a bitch for making this dream come true. No. No. It's not her fault. Fucking Helen's a hero. God bless Helen. God. God, you know, we should all be lucky enough to have a friend like Helen. You're telling me if, uh, if I had Henry Helen was my friend, he's like, Hey Des, you know, I, I'd like to take you to Hawaii for a week. <laughs> Fuck yeah, let's go.
2: <laughs> yeah, but also knowing that this friend was manipulative and and stole the you know, stole the shower idea and and did you know and, and basically hurt my other friend. You know what I mean? So, like I wouldn't want that person
1: no so I mean, let's Helen say was being a weasel you, you gotta face facts I mean no she was being a weasel
0: okay so so Mickey so you're getting married and uh you have this friend that's a little bit of a lunatic and you have this new friend with this money and you're and and the old friend tells the new friend in confidence you know Mickey really loves Duran Duran so this new friend gets Duran Duran to perform at your wedding what a. bitch. What a bitch. I hate this woman for getting Duran Duran. No, fucking new friend rules. Duran Duran's playing my wedding. You're
1: leaving out a lot of the nuance of what's going on there. If somebody said, like, if nobody really, like, okay, so Mickey has a friend that she's had since she was 13. They loved Duran Duran together. They sang Seven and the Ragged Tiger, backwards to forwards, like, together. Whole, like mm-hmm. all like all summer long and it was their thing together yep. yep. they meet somebody new 20 years down the road and that person fucking gets duran duran to play her thing because she's doing We've
2: it never even heard of duran duran probably
0: yep
1: yep so like it was more about snaking than it was about giving lillian something nice
0: well i don't think it she's was not all concerned,
1: that she's not concerned about giving lillian something nice she's concerned with gaining clout with lillian
0: There's Not a true. not true because before before helen ever meets annie she's still putting together this giant party so that she party clearly was not helen no that party that... was not
1: that first party is not helen it's at at a uh it's club
0: yeah it's, it's at it, helen's country club but
1: dougie is a member of the club. Yes,
0: but Helen is putting the the shower on for her. Helen. No, no, likes... it's an engagement party. Yeah, and, and she's Helen putting is it not up. putting
1: on the engagement party. No, she's not. Nobody ever says Helen is putting on that engagement party.
0: Helen's putting on that engagement party. Helen is doing everything. Remember, she says. Remember when we went? We spent that time. So, so, so. Okay. So in your world, instead of Duran Duran playing, right? You've got Robbie Hart playing. But at least it came from Annie. No, come on.
1: <laughs> come on. You're, you're being ridiculous. You're not, being you're not ridiculous. taking any of the news, nuance into it. If, All nuance. If, well, here's the problem is that you, you are not a dude that has a ton of friends with like a seriously close friend that like, is your ride or die. I'm your ride or die. So like if somebody did that with you and me and was trying to get in between the two of us and causing friction between the two of us, that would be okay. Nobody
0: because, could cause,
1: because, because, because they were paying for shit. So it's okay.
0: Listen, like come here's on the deal. yeah no it would be because i'm not that insecure you and i are fine i'd be like this fucking dick is gonna get duran duran to play in our 50th <laughs> wedding anniversary fucking hey let's do it let's do this thing like do you realize if if annie wasn't so insecure they could have been having fun with all of this this is in this is all annie Annie could have been had Lillian's back through this whole movie. They could have been laughing and joking about how much money this woman is spending. Can you fucking believe she's taking me to Paris? You. Yeah. She's taking me to Paris. She's a lunatic. I've got fucking. Uh, yeah. Come on. Uh, get with me girls. 75, 25.
1: 75, okay. Annie, 25% Helen being a deck. That's my, my, dick. I'm,
0: I'm going to flip those numbers and agree with you. <laughs> okay i think we've beaten this thing into the ground uh i did enjoy the singing of um the song at the end
1: yes hold on
0: i no, thought lillian don't literally
1: hold on the name of the song is hold on
0: <laughs> oh, my God. i was holding on i thought i thought lillian was bringing it nostril's flaring thought it was a great was scene awesome. yes.
2: yeah with the air drums.
0: yes loved it yeah i got choked up a little and then uh, the final scene, we've got Rhodes waiting outside. And I said to Dylan, I wish they had put him in the Jake Ryan sweater with the fanny pack, Because they were oh, clearly... Awesome. Sh- yeah, they were shooting for the last scene in 16 Candles there. In my opinion. I thought it was a little callback to 16 Candles. That
2: would have been awesome.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, and then she gets in the car and she's like, Hey, can we you put the siren on? No! It's fucking against the law. You're trying to get Rhodes in trouble. Oh God, <laughs> fucking Rhodes. Not much That's of a detective. Yeah, not That's much of a detective. Where I
2: live. And it's called, and she actually makes cupcakes, and it's called Baby Cakes, and I call it Cake Baby. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh I do. Cake. I, keep, I keep calling it Cake Baby because I can never remember that it's Baby Cakes.
1: I think cake you should call
0: baby. it Cock Baby. Cake, ba- what? Cock what <laughs> did you say? Cock Baby?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a gag in the movie. Oh. That somebody somebody paints a dick on her picture and writes cock baby on her sign.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> I was drawing dirty pictures last week, and I was putting it up to the webcam, and I was laughing, but nobody had their fucking, nobody was watching. So I showed Dylan no. to today. Like, I was drawing dirty pictures and putting them up on the webcam for Pat and Dylann last week. Oh. <laughs> I was trying to get a laugh, but nobody was watching.
1: No, because I'm in Google Docs, and I'm in the in the script. I'm not watching the video yeah. feed.
0: So I'm laughing, and they're like, what? What's so funny? Like, oh, never mind. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> so shall we do our scores?
0: Yeah, I think we should. Uh, fun fun podcast tonight. I mean, lots of stupid stories. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, we didn't do a lot of quoting of the movie. So yeah, nice job. <laughs> uh, Disaster Peace Theater was interesting. I was screaming like a Tourette syndrome. I, I think I might have Tourette syndrome. You know, I've, I've been noticing. I've been kind of like jerking my head around a little here and there, and that's just you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, Mickey. Okay. What is your rewatch score on, uh, <laughs> what's the fucking the movie? We... Bridesmaids.
2: Bridesmaids.
0: Bridesmaids. What's your what's your rewatch score for Bridesmaids? Um.
2: My rewatch score
0: is 4.5. 4.5. All right, and honestly,
2: if it didn't have Melissa McCarthy, it would probably be a
0: 2.5. Right, S- so funny because that is almost word for word what I said about Dumb and Dumber. I said, This is a four point. Well, I, I think I gave it 375, but I was like, Without Jim Carrey, this is fucking two. This is trash, right? Uh, Dolin. What did you rewatch yeah, for?
1: Uh, I have to agree with Mickey I'm going to give it a four but if, if you took Melissa McCarthy out of this movie it's a two so right you know for sure and and honestly it, it's I feel bad saying that because you know Maya Rudolph's awesome and the girl the rest of the girls Becca and Rita they're awesome and I loved Chris O'Dowd and you know I lo- honestly it's a great cast but definitely Annie makes it kind of a tough watch because um, she is such a train wreck and you can see her not getting out of her own way constantly and it can get a little grating after a while. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that I think that it's a four because I do love all the other performances and um, just uh, unfortunately Kristen Wiig left me a little, especially on this like rewatch and paying close attention she left me a little on the colder side just because I was just like, oh, I was like, this is a lot. This is a lot, you know? And if I knew a person like this, this would make me very uncomfortable.
2: Well, yeah, I, I have known people like that and it doesn't, it, it's like, it's almost like they're like dementors and they suck out your soul. Of, they, yes. They it's like,
1: like a psychic everything. vampire. Yeah. 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 Uh, so. What's your number, honey?
0: So, uh, yeah. This movie was... Um, Read
1: it from your heart. Just give us give us the number.
0: It was very yeah. funny. It was a 3.75 for me. Um, it was a very dark comedy and uh, I didn't really care for the story between Rhodes and Annie. I didn't think it really needed to be in the movie, to be honest with you. And uh, for that reason, it was a 3.75. I thought there were some really, really funny scenes. You know, the bridal shower scene, the dress fitting scene, the yeah, there was some really great stuff in here. So yeah, super funny. Melissa McCarthy, banging, 375. If you haven't seen this movie, go see it. It's a great movie. Um, 4.5 plus 4 plus 375. We're going to give this movie a 4.25 rewatches for Bridesmaids. Great movie. Okay, so it's me moving my papers around like uh, Ted Gumble. Next week, we... I don't know. Uh, Brian Gumbel? Um,
2: Brian Gumbel or Ted Koppel?
0: Brian Gumbel or Ted Koppel. Don Lemon? Uh,
1: (laughs) More like Jerry Springer. Rest in peace.
0: From the dead. Uh, Next week, we will be back with Pat, where we will be reviewing Lethal Weapon 4. And... uh, after that, we'll be back with Tony to do Big Trouble in Little China. And then finally, we will be getting to Boondock Saints, which Mickey has been wanting to do for quite some time. So we'll be looking forward to going back to Boston. To Boston. Are you a knock? We'll find out. Uh, Dylan, are you tell a the, knock? Are you a knock? What did I say? Uh, tell the listeners where they can find the show.
1: <laughs> you can find us on Facebook at hey did you ever see that movie you can find us on Twitter at hey did you ever see that movie you can find us on Instagram at hey did you ever see that movie <laughs> and if you want to send us an email we are at hey did you ever see that movie at gmail.com.
0: alright so uh, go ahead and find us uh, leave any feedback you might have if there's a movie you want to see and it's something we want to watch perhaps we'll review it for you so until next time, like always, you know I love watching movies from opposite sides of the house with you to and then reviewing them. Absolutely. And Mickey, don't text me later and ask me to edit out the story of you shitting your pants in Virginia because I am not going to do it. <laughs> that no. is going out to the world. I only have one question for you, and that is, hey, have you ever shit your pants? See you later. Bye, <laughs>